0: Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you.
1: Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. I'm Brandon Russell, online writer here at IFA Magazine, and joining me on the podcast this week is our editor, Sue Whitbread.
0: Hi, everyone. And as Brandon said, thanks for joining us for this month's special Mortgage and Property Edition of IFA Talk. In it, Brandon and I were going to be diving into the world of self-builds. I must confess that this isn't something I'm particularly familiar with myself, and that's why I'm delighted to welcome our guest, who does know all about these things, and it's Tony Hall. And Tony is Head of Business Development at the Building Society Saffron for Intermediaries, and Tony, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Can you tell us a bit perhaps about you to start with and about Saffron for any listeners who, who may not? Yeah,
2: certainly. Well, thanks, Sue. Thanks, Brandon, for having me on. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to, to, to talk to you both. Uh, as I said, I'm Head of Business Development here at uh, Saffron um, for Intermediaries, which is the intermediary arm of Saffron Building Society. So my role is basically ensuring that our broker partners get access to the products and the service and the criteria they need to make their clients very happy and get their home in essence that's what i do as a building society we are based down in the southeast in saffron walden um we've been around just a small while of about 180 years um so we're quite rooted uh, in in our community and what we do as a lender we are in that specialist market really focusing now on complex lending so complex income complex property is our bag hence why self-build is such a big and exciting thing that we help people do perfect so we definitely got the right person on the podcast there so tony it's great (laughs) great to
1: have you on we
0: know
1: we obviously know that saffron offers a wide range of mortgages including self-build and custom build can you explain the differences between the two and what the advantages of each
2: are yeah, I mean, self-build is really organised by that self-builder. So they will generally be in charge of the whole project. They don't necessarily do all the work, but they're they're in charge of sorting it out. So that's going through the design, the planning, getting the contractors, basically the whole build. And you'll have some that are very hands-on and will do quite a bit of it themselves. Or you'll get those who will get main contractors Um, to do it all or those who will use piecemeal contractors to do each bit so that's kind of a self-build from a custom build really is custom build is for is de-risks the 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 house owner to a degree because you've got um, an enabling developer doing a lot of the work for them so they will source the land generally they will deal with all the planning and the zoning they will also get the um, utilities to the site, so your gas your water electricity etc and then we'll say here's here's the house you can build okay so with custom build largely it's about um if you think about the best way is kind of a kit form where you've got um the the main walls of a structure will look the same but custom build allows that person to have every say over what the inside looks like Mm -hmm. so if you go to a custom build site you might have three houses that look exactly the same from the front but you go inside and they'll be 100% different because it's customizable so basically what's the benefits of it well one is as a country as a nation we don't build enough houses Mm -hmm. Yeah? yeah and actually uh This is very good timing because I was at a national self-build conference yesterday. So I'm trying to ring back to 24 hours ago and remember some of the really important points. And thankfully, I wrote a lot of them down so I can share with you and your listeners. Um, But only a third of people in a recent survey actually want to buy a house from a big builder. So we have a huge problem that only one in three actually want to do it. Everybody else wants to Either you know, buy one, get one that's already built, or build their own. The challenge is with building houses. Currently, eighty percent of all houses built are by the big builders. This is why self-build and custom build are good because it provides you with the opportunity to choose where you live, how you live, and the, and what that property looks like. So, custom build is ideal now for people. Even first-time buyers should be considering custom build. Okay, and we talk about the reform a bit later, probably in the other questions. But if you can't get the house you want by somebody else building it for, or you can't find one that um, somebody else has already built either recently or whenever, there is options now for for first time buyers to go down the custom build route and take the risk of building your own house, because most of that is taken away by the the enabling developer Um, and getting their step on the ladder in the house they want really so that, that that's the benefit of it and the distinction is self-build is all about you doing it or in control of it custom build is a risk a lot of it is de-risked because someone's building it for you and you were just deciding where you want stuff so it's a much safer way of doing it i got it i watch grand designs i know what's going on I've got it. <laughs> yeah well you know what that's the funny thing is it's worth saying that because as a, as a lender we always explain the, the breadth of self-build and custom build we do. And we talk about, we'll, we'll do homes under the hammer all the way up to Grand Designs, okay? So we do that whole spectrum. It isn't just about the wacky ones. And everybody gets panicked about the wacky ones, thinking that's what self-build's all about. And it's not, because they only show the ones that have got a problem. Otherwise it's really boring telly, isn't it? So <laughs> um, most of them go through without a hitch because they're properly planned and the budget's right but there's no, there's no TV enjoyment in watching someone build a house properly, is there? So that's what people do. That's why people do we get worried about this whole process. The key is to get and work with a broker that knows what they're doing, who works with a lender that knows what they're doing, and then it's even safer.
0: Well, that makes good sense to me. So, Tony, what's actually going on out there now then? I, we know that AMA research has told us that The number of self-built homes has apparently risen steadily from 11,800 houses in 2015 to uh, just over 15,000 homes in 2019. And yet, in the year to October 2022, just over 6,000 self-built planning permissions were granted. So my question to you is, why do you think then that more people were choosing to build their own homes? And why do you think this trend has reversed?
2: Well, I, I haven't seen that stat before because I've only seen it going and growing. So it's an nice. in, 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 obviously it's it's correct, but there's a little thing called COVID got in the way. Um, nice. There's a little thing called cost of living crisis and the Russians invading the Ukraine. All of this has really impacted the availability of resource and um, um, both people building it and materials to build your house. Right, they've gotten shorter supply. And it costs a lot more. The costs to build a house have gone up. And the planning system in the UK is horrendous. And that's probably the biggest problem to self-building. Well, there's 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 three main things to self-building. The one thing that isn't a problem is financing, because there are plenty, it's a, quite an established market. There are plenty of people that can lend you the money to build your own house, either self-build or custom build. The problems we have is one, access to land. Yeah. But the biggest thing is planning. Yeah. The, the the challenges are, I mean, I'm, you know, could bore you for hours on what's wrong with our planning system. I won't. But to, to say that it is not, is less than optimal is, um, would be an understatement. Considering all the planning reform that we've had with the right to build, which puts statutory Uh, legislation on local authorities to provide pieces of land which most of them haven't done Um, and there's no recourse at the moment it doesn't seem to be Um, there's also the help to build which is the legislation they put in to help people build um, um, new houses that's been very low on the take-up because people don't really understand the scheme and just the general planning To get anywhere, I think there's a a comment yesterday from um, Richard Bacon, who's the MP that was tasked by government to look into self-building. He produced the Bacon Review about two years ago and followed it up this year, two years on. And he made a comment yesterday that um, six years ago, a government white paper really focused on the UK building more houses. That was a clear strategic target. They haven't done it. And they also talked about diversifying the number of houses built to support the, you know, everybody. They haven't done that. So we're six years into a paper where they said they'd do it, and we haven't done anything. Now there is more reform due, and that that, that that's coming. But it's I heard yesterday that that can take up to eight years to be implemented. So whilst we're changing the planning laws again. It's going to take some time for it to be adopted. So in that period, it just makes it really hard um, for people who want to build a house to do it. Quite frankly, the local authorities are not helping. They 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 know they have this legal right, uh, legal um, duty to do it, but are putting in restrictions to make it harder for people to apply, and therefore people don't because they don't see any response to it or. Larg- largely, the local authorities aren't telling people that they can do it, so that's that's probably one of the reasons. But I think it's a, it's just that mixture of everything in it. It's cost, cost of living, everything going on. It's not been the happiest time, has it? And no, therefore, that. trying to tie all that in, and people are just kind of hunkering down and going, I might just leave it a couple of years. Yeah. You know, there's some yeah, recent true. research said that thankfully most people who were thinking about doing it still want to do it and plan to do it but are a number of them were putting it on hold because of they don't want to start a project and then see it drag out because of either can't get the builders to build it or the resources to build it or the costs keep spiraling so it's a it's a challenge but it's all, all also a very exciting thing to do if you can do it
0: you are listening to ifa talk ifa magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine.
1: So uh, you mentioned earlier, Tony, that self-build is often described as a good route for first-time buyers looking for a more affordable route to home ownership. Can you explain why that is and why it's not as well known as perhaps it should be? Yeah,
2: uh, I probably wouldn't say self-build because that is a huge, that is, that's probably, that's a huge undertaking for someone that's never owned property. It's more the custom build route you know, I'm on a bandwagon of talking about this. It's not it's not being utilised as an op, as an option really, that as much as it should be. But the reason why it's good is one: well, we're not building enough new houses anyway. So somebody wanting to buy a house um, or build buy a new house is has a, has a struggle because we're not building enough to meet the demand. Yeah, um, they also might not be getting the house that they want, and therefore are compromising on something. And a lot of the compromises around uh, uh, efficiency and environmental impact. that's the one thing that you can kind of pretty much guarantee if you build your own or have a custom build is you can have a massive influence over your globe your carbon footprint. You know this is I was talking about it yesterday, one of the biggest things that every single self builder when, when questioned was going to do to their property was have far better insulation. 91% of people that was their top thing. So we talk a lot as an industry about how do we get green mortgages? How do we get greener? Well, one of the easiest ways seems to be endorsing and improve self build because 91% of those people building a house want a more energy efficient house. They're not buying a non energy efficient house and then trying to make it any efficient. They're doing it from source. And they're buying the right materials to make that as effective as possible. So that just ties into first time buyers. You know, average age of a first time buyer is what these days, 35, 36. You know, they're that generation that has seen, you know, the destruction of our planet from over resource and overuse and want to do something about it and don't necessarily know how to or where to go. And this is a superb opportunity to, to do that. So that's another reason. So the key things are one, Actually, you can do it. There's land available. Um, you don't got to wait for somebody else to build it. And then they build a house that you don't want. As I said, only one in three people want to build a house to buy a house that somebody else has built for them that they don't really want. So there's a great opportunity to do it yourself uh, in the style that you want and have it as eco um, conscious as you want it. It's just, it's just a, it, you know, it, it's not for everyone because this isn't, you know, this is a commitment. And I'm sure you talked, well, if you've seen the grand designs or those, it isn't an easy process. Things do go wrong. But so does buying a normal house, as as we all know. Um, And, you know, you just look at the snagging list on any new property that you buy. It goes on forever, doesn't it, with with builders? So at least building it yourself, you kind of know the pitfalls as you're going into it. So, Tony, we're
0: getting rapidly towards the end of this conversation. Yes. So quickly. Um, (laughs) I'm well, thinking I'm not, now I'm about soon, those right. yeah. oh sorry about our audience <laughs> listening in today so advisors mortgage brokers who may well be advising clients who are building their own homes or going for a custom build and I wondered if you could perhaps shed a few um, shed a bit of light on some of the more common costs that may tend to get overlooked for those clients who are doing that in terms of their budgets
2: yeah well i mean obviously the key costs well there's a lot there is a lot of costs and actually one way that people can um see that clearer is if they go to saffron for intermediaries website we have a guide for self-build for brokers which talks you through the whole process and it talks through all the costs involved so i would recommend um that um they go onto that that website Uh, www.saffronforintermediaries.co.uk and um, click on important documents and you can see one that then has our guide to self-build. And we're just launching our guide to custom build because we've we've done some changes to that. So they're, they're for brokers to use with their clients. So they're not for the client, they're for the broker to be supported with. So that's one use that gives you all those costs. But the kind of things is all the things involved with buying a piece of land. So all the all the land fees, all the, the surveys that you have, might have to get done, environmental surveys or everything else, um, all the um, things like archeological archeolog- surveys, or if there's risks of endangered species being on land, that all comes at a cost, depending on the land you buy. There's getting all the materials to do the actual build. There's getting all the utilities in um, if you've got to close roads to get things built, that there's costs involved with that. Then if you're getting rid of stuff because you're knocked a building down to then build a new one, you've got all your disposal costs. You can't just take it to the tip. It's got to be environmentally disposed of. And then you've just got this cost of delays. You can't get materials on time and the builder goes off site because they need to work somewhere else. You've got to wait to get them on and you're paying them more potentially. So there is a lot and that's why we talk about work working with um, a broker. If you're the consumer that understands this and can really open your eyes and talk you through this whole process. As I said, that guide is a good one. If people go on to the um, NAXPA site, which is the national custom and self-build association, which is the trade body for not lenders, not just lenders, but anybody involved in custom and self-build. So, house builders to people who make boilers to landscapers and all that that's a really useful source of information and data as well so if you go onto that website that's really helpful um, it's just work with somebody or a lender or a packager that understands how to do this properly and can give you the eyes wide open approach and the key is your contingency budget whatever you budgeted for you should be adding a minimum of 10 and probably more like 20% on top for those unforeseen things. We've all seen the grand designs where they run out of money. Yeah. Now some Mm -hmm. of that is because they've changed the scope. Some of it is they haven't put in an appropriate contingency. So it's all about that as well. The unknown unknowns, (laughs) the known unknowns I think one U S president once said uh, Rumsfeld one, it It was the unknown unknowns. That's it. Mm -hmm. So that that's, that's, that's kind of the key stuff
0: me. oh tony thank you and it's clear that that includes for advisors anyway working with a mortgage provider actually understands these very complex and very different scenarios which is obviously something that Saff- saffron are familiar with doing
2: yes exactly Us and you know there are you know there's, there's a number of mostly building societies that are in this sector that can help you we all have our mm-hmm. you know different ways of doing it so it's all about you know, personal preference or, or the products that's on offer. But yeah, there are lots of people here to help you. And it's, you know, if you've got that help, it really isn't as scary as I've probably made it sound because it's not supposed to be scary. It's it's different to buying a standard house. Yeah, it's not, it's not lie, but you take the right advice, do the right things. You've got not just a house, you've got the home of your dreams that you've dreamt in your mind, you've built. You know, there's not many people that can do that. And just going back to the last point around this marketplace, and and it is kind of, most people don't really understand it, which I get, right? But if you put it into this context, there's around about 12,000 self-built properties built a year, okay? And that puts that fourth in the list of house builders behind... Behind Barretts, Persimmon, and Taylor Wimpey, Self Build is the fourth biggest house builder in the UK. So that's the exciting stat. There's a lot of people doing this, and it 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 need it should grow because we're not doing enough building outside of us doing it ourselves. So if you want to do it, then do it, and you know there's so many people that can help you that it's worth in investigating a bit further.
0: Oh, sounds like, and you've made a very good case for it too
1: unfortunately tony that is all we have time for on today's podcast
2: so no worries thanks
1: so much for coming on and thanks to our audience for tuning in uh, for more information on self-builds custom builds we'll leave a link to the uh, to saffron's guides that tony spoke about in the show notes so all i have to say is
2: thanks tony thanks for coming on absolute pleasure thank you very much
0: ifa talk is for investment professionals only all material has been carefully checked for accuracy but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies Whatever appropriate, independent research, and whatever necessary, legal advice, should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast, and value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally
2: invested.